Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 364, recorded live on Saturday, June 14, 2014. So, Grumpy Old Man, we've already made fun of DC movies and the DC quote-unquote cinematic universe. Yes, which our random topic, which is kind of funny that Dave brought up the DC comic universe because the random topic rolled ahead of time is rank all of the Marvel films. So before we can do that, we need a list of all of the Marvel films. Marvel movies. Okay. Because are you looking at Marvel like Disney Studio Marvel? I don't know because there are actually a lot of live action films. There, they, okay, there was Captain America where you could even talk about Howard the Duck because that's technically a Marvel comic that got turned into a movie. All of the X-Men movies, all of the Spider-Man movies. All of the Fantastic Four movies. The animated movies. Blade movies. Blade was Marvel? Oh, yeah. shit. There's Howard the Duck. There's Man-Thing, Punisher, the other Punisher, Ghost Rider, Elektra. God, okay, so we need to set a rule on this one. Do you want to talk about all these or should we talk about the Marvel Cinematic? cinematic universe or what i can can we kind of group a couple i mean so like ghost rider most of the hulk movies fantastic four punisher and electra were just kind of bad yeah and most of the blade movies yes so you can you can just kind of leave those at the bottom of the list and they're welcome to fight it out (laughs) but you're not gonna play with the big boys of iron man and the avengers and captain america you, you can leave them at the bottom of the list and the idea is they're so far at the bottom no one cares yes um but blade itself was actually a pretty good movie. Oh, yeah. Um, X-Men, Days of Future Past, those were good. Most of the other ones were terrible. Yeah, X-Men, Origins, Wolverine, that one's down there at the bottom. The original Hulk movie, that one's down there. All the Hulk movies. All the, all the Hulk movies. All right. of the Hulk movies. <laughs> um, the last time Spider-Man in New York, 2, I was Spider-Man kinda... 3 down there. Spider-Man was okay. Amazing yes. Spider-Man is actually was pretty decent. Have you seen the second one that just came out? No. Neither have I. I think we can kill the, the animated movies. Those, yes. those cannot count. As well as animated comics. Um, Do we not remember animated comics? Have you not seen animated comics? No, no, I have not. Okay, so it's it's as if the comic were almost like a cartoon, but not really. So it's sort of like the animated Batman. Batman Year One-ish? I don't know what that is. Well, Batman uh, Batman Year One, I think, was turned into an animated movie, even though it was from the comics, and they took a lot of the... It's basically stills from the comics. Okay. With, like, the word bubbles appearing. No, I haven't seen any of those, but I understand okay. what you mean by them. And some rudimentary motion, but yes. not a lot. Okay. No, this was not... It's more like a radio show with pictures. Okay, so within the Marvel Cinematic Universe... Okay. Um, damn. Starting at the bottom. Well, we, we don't know about Ant-Man and the new Avengers movie. We don't know about Guardians of the Galaxy. No, we haven't because those aren't out yet. That's so four, eight, so nine movies. Okay. Uh, did you ever see the Hulk movie? Yes, I've actually seen. Well, not the first Hulk movie, but the second one with with Edward Norton. Yes, I've seen that one. Last time I was in New York City, I kind of broke Harlem. I actually know what he was talking about because I saw okay. that movie. That was okay. I wouldn't put it near. I, it would I, be. It would be towards the bottom. That yeah. would be towards the bottom. Uh, Iron Man two. I think we we can pretty safely put down at the bottom. Yes, that one is also near the bottom. That one that was, was not a good movie. No, relative to the other ones, it actually was still a pretty good movie. But relative it's, to the yeah. other ones. 
Um, okay, so we've got Iron Man 2 at the very bottom, probably Hulk above that. Uh, hmm. What? What else would you put down there? Well, no, I'd say I might flip those two. Oh, really? I don't. It's been a while since I've seen the Hulk movie, so I'm not sure exactly how far down it is. But yeah, it's okay. So those are on the bottom. Hulk and Iron Man two somewhere in there. Yeah. Um. So so for the top. Ooh. I kind of. I mean, Iron Man is the only one I went and saw in the theaters like four times because it was so good. Yes, Iron Man is. The question, though, is Iron Man... Okay, in my head, I'm trying to figure out Iron Man or Avengers. I I almost feel like Iron Man beats Avengers. But that might be the nostalgia. I mean, Iron Man was six years ago. I know, but it it just laid everything perfectly. It was... oh, It set up so much and did it so well. Yes. That post-credit scene where it's like, I'd like to talk about the Avengers and Ipsos. You're like, oh my god. Everyone went nuts. Oh. oh, fun fun fact. So we we went and watched uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Yes. And at the beginning, there was a preview for uh, uh, the, the new Transformers movie. Yes. Was that Winter Soldier? No. What else? What else have I seen recently? It wasn't Winter Soldier. It was some movie. And it was with the, the opening of uh, the new Transformers movie. Yes. And, and how it's it's Beast Wars, right? Well, they, they, they've got the beasts in them, yes. They've got the beasts in them. And so as, as the trailer faded out, I couldn't resist the urge. I, this was a packed theater. I basically stood up and just kind of... I didn't stand up. I, I held my arms to the air and just went, My childhood! <laughs> and the entire theater applauded. <laughs> Oh, Beast Wars. I loved that show. Michael Bay, you have destroyed everything that is good. So Avengers or Iron Man at the top? I, I have to go Iron Man. Now, what do you think about... Okay, I I would say Iron Man and then the Captain America movies. Both of them. Yes, we're good. Which one was better? Neither of them were quite Avengers. No. I think it, it Winter Soldier probably takes the top. Might that's that's a tough Between one. the two of them, I'd I'd go with Winter Soldier. It's also Winter Soldier because Winter Soldier had that really awesome tie-in with uh Agents of Shield. Yes. But if you had to leave it off by itself if you had to leave Agents of Shield alone. Winter Soldier still holds up pretty well. Yes. There's a couple name drops that you don't understand because that's from Agents of Shield. Yeah. But it's it's fine. It also sets up Winter Soldier sets up a lot for what's coming up. Yes, yes, it does. Well, that's like, kind of what the original Captain America did was set up. Cap didn't set anything up. What do you mean Captain didn't set anything what up? What did Cap set up? The Tesseract. Yes. Right? Like, hey, what's this on the bottom? But that that was, no. I'm not talking about the scepter at the end. I'm talking about how Winter Soldier sets up the Winter Soldier. Oh, the, oh. It sets up Agent 13. It sets up... Bucky, remember in the comics, Cap dies a couple times. Yeah, he does. And Bucky takes over as Cap on more than one occasion. No, yes, very true. So this is also kind of funny because uh, I think like Bucky's got like a six movie contract. And what? Captain, <laughs> no, I think they signed him for like a six movie contract. Damn. And so they only going to show up in a couple places. Yeah, he only showed up. Captain America, I think only got, I think, three movies, yep. maybe four. Chris Evans. Yeah. So Captain America, it just even the contracts might go, oh, look, Captain America is going to die. Oh, look, he's got three other movies. Hmm. Right, right. It seems interesting. So anyway, Winter Soldier, I think, outpaces Cap. Now, what do you think about Thor? Thor was cute. I don't think it plays on the same level as a lot of the other ones. No. Loki was amazing. Loki. Yeah, but Loki, they're, they're having trouble with that because he's becoming the villain of the universe. 
And he shouldn't be, no. He shouldn't be. So yeah. I'm I'm going kind of with Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Thor Dark World, Iron Man 3, Cap, Winter Soldier, Avengers, Iron Man. You're putting Iron Man 3 below Captain... Mmm, that one's a tough one. Right. Because Iron Man 3 was... I did enjoy Iron Man 3. It was okay. It was not great, but it was okay. I'm still waiting for, for Iron Man 4 with the actual Mandarin. Yeah, oh yeah, you are, I remember listening to that episode when I was going through the random topic recaps, listening to your review what, of Iron Man 3 what over ben again. Kingsley did was great. Oh he yeah. Did a, he did a fantastic job with that character. Not only but, that, but the, the meta setup for that as well. Yep. Where all the press releases, all this, that, and the other thing, all the junkets, everything was set up so perfectly for that. To fool everyone. Oh, just smacked you right across the face. Yep. Brilliant. But it doesn't change that they're is this, you know, even in, they've been setting it up since Iron Man 1. Yes, with the rings, yeah. The ten rings. The Mandarin is out there. <sighs> okay, so we can agree that there are, we have some stuff on the bottom, we have some stuff on the top, and then the middle ground. Kind of nebulous, but I yeah. gave my list. So, okay, so yeah, I would say uh, Avengers, Iron Man. You're going top down? Yes. Okay. Uh, Captain America's, I'm not sure which one's which. Iron Man 3, then we've got, what, the Thor movies? Mm-hmm. Then we're down to... Iron Man 2 and Hulk. Iron Man 2 and Hulk, okay. So almost exactly the same list, except yes. you flipped Avengers and Iron Man. Yes, and, and you... I put Iron Man 3 up a little bit. Yep. Okay. No, you didn't. You put it after the caps. Oh, okay. And above Thor. Which is right where you put it, all right. Yeah. Okay, um, so... As far as, as non-cinematic universe, I mean... Amazing Spider-Man, I'd throw in probably around the Thors. The X-Men movies are a little weird because the first X-Men movie was good. Then they got weird. Yeah, first X-Men movie also, uh, actually, first X-Men movie I might throw around the caps. Okay. Or near Iron Man 3. First Class was good. First Class was mm, not okay. so good. It was okay. Days of Future Past was interesting. Yes, yes, that was. Hmm. But yeah, okay. So that's that. That's a. Now I feel like I should go. Oh wait, I'm going to go see a movie. This <laughs> <laughs> go see a movie, Andy. Or go for a seven-mile bike ride. Go for a seven-mile bike ride, then go see a movie. I'm going to go hang out with Bri. All right, that's a wrap. This is episode 366, recorded live on Sunday, June 29th, 2014. Gotcha. All right, random topic time. All right. Rolled ahead of time. Andy, when are you going to update andylow.com? It would be really amusing if this was a question directed at Dave, who is not here. That would have been actually kind of funny if you had gotten a Dave-specific random topic question that Dave was not here for. Or if Dave was here and you weren't and we got this question. Yes, this also would have been funny. But yes, I own andylow.com. I originally picked it up because my brother was slowly buying up all of my family. So you got it before he could get it? Yes, because there was sometimes where my brother would post silly photos of them. I think there's one where he posted a picture of my dad wearing like two sets of headphones. Nice. And then there was another one of like my sister eating spaghetti after a very long night. And so she does not look that pleasant. So you got this. So yeah, I grabbed uh, com, and I have not literally not updated it since I created it. Do you still own the um, host or the uh, name rather? Yeah, I still own it. It's still me and just haven't updated it. I think I got one of like a good deal or something like that, whereas the domain in like five pages for a couple of years for like 20 bucks or something like that. This was done. Oh, when was this website done? 
according to Kate's message, at least six years ago. Well, it's still when I was at my parents' house, so there's that. So yeah, when I would I ever update it? I'm not sure. When you get something interesting to talk about that doesn't already go on our A podcast. That's one of those things where it's like, okay, what would I what would I do? I could do something no, I'd probably put that on my Facebook page, but if I didn't know, I would go on the podcast page. Um, well, I, the original idea with this one would be something that people would go and look at if, you know, I was searching for a job, but I've got a job, so I don't need that anymore. I use the email every once in a while when I want people to email me or something. So it's one of those ones you're probably just going to sit on for another few years before you come up with a good idea. Yeah, or just use a website here and, and sort of like Brian where I have it and where it hosts other things. I could see that. But yeah, what I update... It's one of those things where it's uh, it had a purpose that never really got used, and now it's purposeless. So I might actually... I don't even know if I could figure out how to edit this thing. I don't even know... You've lost access to uh, be able to edit the pages? I, I don't know how to actually access to edit the pages. I don't know what the password would be to access it. I, I don't know. Good job. So it may actually just default in a few years? Pretty much. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, I might just get another hosting service and then just say, hey, I own this website. Let's move it over. Might not be a bad idea. Yeah, because this, this, like I said, this is back when I was living at my parents' house. Well, when I made this. The other thing is, do does your family listen to the podcast? Some do. So Some do. if your brother remembers that this site exists now and you let it default? I, I think he's gotten beyond that stage of the silliness. Or so you hope. I, true. I think we all have grown up over the years. So I feel like it's, I would not have to worry about coming back to this in a year or so and then having a strange picture. I, I've put enough strange pictures of me up online already. Most people have. Yes, but the question is, do most people know that they're strange pictures of themselves? Gotcha. I would understand that this is not a good picture, flattering picture of me. Other people are just like, hey, look at this keg stand. And I'm just like, are you sure you want to do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard stories. Oh, yeah. No, there are stories out there. And I don't doubt that most of them are true. But yeah, this one. Oh, no, like, I have heard a story where my sister almost got one of my relatives in a significant amount of trouble story. Oh, well, let's not talk about that then. <laughs> so AndyLow.com, feel free to browse it. There are five pages. Nice. Some of them are accurate. Some of them are not. Let's like there's a up. website here that just says pictures and pictures are coming soon. It says I just need a digital camera first, it seems. I would hope you have a digital camera as part of your phone now. Yep, this is this predates having a camera phone, it seems. All right, under experience. So this site was created later than January of 2007 because it says experience uh, January 2007 to present. Well, there we go. I think that's the closest I can come to getting a date on this thing. I think I created it when we went to the first PAX, I do believe. I think that's when I created it. I might have updated it back in 2007, so two. 2007 might be the last time I touched it. It still has your AIM I, on here. Do people even use AIM anymore? I don't use AIM anymore. I don't even have it signed in, so. I don't think I have the passwords for mine anymore. I don't even think I remember my AIM username. Well, I remember my AIM username, and I probably remember what the password is, but it's one of those things that's like, what? what's the point? Yeah, nowadays it's Steam or Facebook or GChat. For me, it's it's Hangouts the entire way. It's most it, that's my go to thing. It's Hangouts, and then maybe if they're not there, then I'll go to Steam or Facebook. I use Facebook when I'm trying to contact like three people who you know I don't talk to all that much. 
Strangely enough, that's actually the easiest way to get hold of Wheeler. I don't actually doubt that. All right, so there is the answer. <laughs> is the answer is, are you ever going to update it? Probably not. But if I do, then I will probably not let you know. Because it'll probably be for a job or something. I, I don't know. I'll figure that out whenever I actually do update it. All right, Brendan, well, thank you very much for filling in for Dave. Not a problem. And uh, I guess that's a wrap. All right, take it easy. This is episode 367, recorded live on Saturday, July 5th, 2014. Well, while you're searching for that, Brendan, we will uh, address the random topic, which was rolled ahead of time. The random topic is what will you ask the CEO of Comcast if he appears on your podcast? I would look him straight in the eye and go, are the rumors true? Are you really the Antichrist? In the eye? Or look straight at the screen and imagine I'm looking at him in the eye. You'd, you'd get him on a webcam first and say like, okay, so seriously. Yes. Are you the Antichrist? Yeah, I, mean, I think the interview would be over at that point. I, I think he'd leave. I, I think he'd he'd get indignant and then hang up. It'd be worth it. You could just ask him now and get the same reaction. That's, I, I think I'd ask him uh, slightly more like, you know, what was your thinking? Besides profit, does anything else factor into your decisions? I think I'd ask at what point do you think profit for sure gain of profit even though it might lose you market like customer base, like where does that line draw for you to whether or not you decide to make uh, a, a choice? Because there's got to be some point where yes, profit is going to be the biggest motive, but there's also customer base to worry about because of continue that profit. I am not under any illusions that this guy is for anything but profit. I'd like to know. I, you know, I, so so part of my fantasy of of having him on the podcast would also be that he cannot lie, and so at that point I'd start asking him things like, "Are you actually competing with the other companies?" And you know, do you think that you actually have a monopoly within your, the areas that Comcast provides service? And do you think that that is ethical? I do seem to not lie would not happen. I like those, but. I can see so much market speak going around that. Yeah, but I, I have a pretty good ability to parse through market speak and, and, and kind of force the answer. You've never dealt with a Verizon CEO or a Comcast CEO or anybody that high, though. That's true. But again, he has to tell the truth. He can tell the truth but not by not saying anything at all. Hmm. And I don't mean literally being mute. I mean by saying jargon that means nothing. Right, that when you boil it down means nothing. So while it's an interesting thought experiment, I don't know if there'd be anything fruitful to come from it. Okay. Um, Probably not. By the way, is is the audio seem weird to everyone else? Yes. yes. Okay. That means it's probably the server. Probably. Bry? What? I don't have control of the server. Isn't it at your place? No, that's why I bought the server. Oh, that's right. It's a hosted server. Okay, well, the end of this podcast might sound a little weird. Yeah. Uh, any other comments for our Comcast CEO? Not from my end. Nope. I did find the Price of Dragon's Crown on PSN. Uh, for PS3, it's 50 For the Vita, it's 40 On the PlayStation Network, it's $53. It's 49 Holy crap. PS3. And 
$39.99 for the Vita, but from what I've heard is you can't, is the Vita and PS3 are cross-compatible. I would not recommend it under $50. Okay, so get it from Amazon for cheap, although you get a disc then instead of downloaded. I think that's okay. All right. Well, I think that the, the audio has uh, sufficiently degraded that we have spirits we can blame this on. I'm going to call this Andy's Revenge. And I think that's it, everyone. Thank you for coming on. Take it easy. That's a wrap. This is episode 368, recorded live on my birthday, Saturday, July 12th, 2014. Right, random topic. Yeah. Rolled ahead of time. And tell us about the most embarrassing moment of your life. Hmm. The most embarrassing moment of my life. Yes, the most embarrassing moment of your life. I I want to be a dick and say being born, because that leads to every other moment in your life. But being born wasn't embarrassing because I was not cognizant enough to be embarrassed. No, you were just crying and wailing, probably. I mean, I was a C-section, so I have no uh, idea. <laughs> who knows? Um... Uh, most most embarrassing. I've got a bunch of embarrassing moments. Yes. Like, you know, picking the wrong chat box to send a message to in the morning. Ooh, that's always embarrassing. Yeah, well, especially when it was you that I sent the message to. I don't think you remember this, which is no. good. <laughs> yeah, don't feel embarrassed about sending any message to me because I don't remember them. That's that's good. I'm glad. Why would you send? I'm not going to say. Damn it! <laughs> It's in one of your chat logs, Andy. You might have to go into Trillion and dig deep. <laughs> I don't actually have Trillion installed on this computer anymore. This was back in high school. Oh, I definitely don't have those logs. Yep. Woo! Andy forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Yay. Thank you, Andy. One less thing for you to be embarrassed about. Yep. Because you're the only other person in the world who had ever who had seen that. Because it was back in high school, you wouldn't have shown it to Kate. Nope. I wonder if you told her at one point. Probably not. You probably, probably forgot not. about it within a week. Probably. Most embarrassing. <laughs> so that one's off your list. Oh, I mean, it was still an embarrassing moment. I'm just not worried about it anymore. Uh. Uh, performing at Mock Rock was sort of embarrassing, but also really, really, really cool. Yeah, Mock Rock was fun. Embarrassing moment. There had to be a slip of the tongue that I made while teaching. I know I've made one. Not nearly as bad as the the my coworker who had meant to say, uh, "Please turn your phones and vibrators to." That's what he said. Right? <laughs> oh, he meant to say, "Turn your phones and pagers to vibrate." I said, "Please turn your phone and vibrators to," and then just your phones and pagers to vibrate. Oh. My most embarrassing moment. I mean, some of this is, it's an embarrassing moment, and so neither of us want to say that. Well, there were many times where I did um, wet my pants. I was not a quick potty trainer learner. Okay. How late did you, did you stop wetting your pants? I don't remember. So I'm not a, this is the thing, it's like my history is not remembered well by me. <laughs> so I don't know about that. Um... Usually pretty good. I mean, I haven't done like a... Uh... I do have to say, okay, so there was one time where um, in fifth grade, I was in some of the accelerated courses, right? So we had that like special math class that met yep. 
and all that. There was one that I think it was a uh, it was science or history or something like that. There was only like three of us, so we met in the little teachers' work area behind Patterson and so Patterson Albert Albertson and Powell, I do believe. I think whoever my fifth grade teachers were, and uh, one of our things is we had to do some sort of uh, play at the end as part of our project. And I was there's only three of us, so I had to play two parts. So I was supposed to play two different people at two different times, and so one of them was going to be wearing pants, and the other one was going to be wearing shorts. So it was an easy way to distinguish between the two of them. Okay. The only problem is the shoes that I wore the day of were bigger than my normal shoes. And so when I was trying to take, I had shorts on underneath my pants. When I was trying to take the pants off between the scenes, my shoe got stuck in the pants. Okay. So I had to walk out with the pants around my ankle, which to a bunch of fifth graders was hilarious because I couldn't do anything about it because it was literally just like wedged in there and it, it would have taken me some time to get the pants off. Right. And since my shoe was stuck in there, I couldn't untie the shoe and get the shoe off either. So that was pretty embarrassing in front of the entire, you know, like 30, 50 kids that we were doing this thing for. I had to do it with my pants around my ankles. Not fun. So that was pretty embarrassing. I don't, I don't know that I, I mean, forgetting lines, that's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. It's a, yes. That, but I don't know about anything majorly, majorly embarrassing. Um, there was the one time I slept through Easter service with the church band. That was pretty embarrassing. You slept through it? Yeah. I was home alone at the time, and I just, I'm not sure what exactly happened, but I completely missed my alarm, and I woke up, and I look over, and I see what time it is, and I'm like, holy crap, I just missed Easter service, you know, because it's Easter Sunday, so everybody is there. Yep. And I slept through it. At that point, because I've done something similar, do you know what I did? What? Turned around, went back to sleep. I'm like, well, I missed it, and I already missed it, so back to sleep. I already had that oh shit moment when you like you wake up and you see it and you go oh shit. Yep. And then I did the math in my head. I'm like, by the time I got dressed and over there, it'd be already over at this point. Yep. Well, crap. So turn over, go back to sleep. No, I just got up and ate breakfast and sent out a, a, a couple of emails apologizing, saying I just woke up. I'm not sure what happened, but I am extremely sorry. Okay. So yeah, that was bad. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. I, I, I Kate can probably give me a couple more things where I was embarrassed, but that's what I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. So on that wonderful, happy, yay note, <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Yep. Yep. That's a wrap. This is episode three hundred and sixty-nine, recorded live on Saturday, July nineteenth, twenty fourteen. Okay, random topic. We're all ahead of time. Let me set the mood. The year is eighteen seventy. I live in Chicago. My house is on fire. What do I do? You call the fire department. <laughs> or ring a bell and get the fire department. Wasn't the fire, the Great Chicago Fire in 1870, though? 1871. Oh! After it had been a particularly dry summer. Yes, there was lots of fires in 1871. So, <laughs> I looked this up because I wanted to be sure. If... Yeah, the Chicago Fire was 1871. 1870, you're fine. Get the fire department. <laughs> they'll put the fire out. <laughs> Um, if you ever, if you're up in Manistee and you ever take the, uh, trolley tour, they talk about that because Manistee had a fire 
the same time as Chicago. It's like literally the entire lakeshore was on fire, I guess, that summer. Uh, well, it was a very dry summer. Yes, and Manistee was known for its lumber industry. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they'd just ship them down the river. Yeah. Oops. And Kate just startled the heck out of me. But yeah, the, the Chicago fire was 1871, um, and there, there were a lot of contributing factors to it, such as the fire department was already exhausted from fighting fires a couple days before, the day before, and they were given the wrong directions to get to the place that was on fire. It was not good. Nope. On the other hand, like 100,000 people out of a house... But the entire business district was leveled, which meant that they could then rebuild it, and we have the modern-day Chicago for that. Which, it's not that bad. It's a nice city. Yeah. A little corrupt. A little. Like, really super corrupt. Kind of stay away from the south side. But a nice city. The south side's where all the cool stuff is, though. Like the Shedd Aquarium. The Museum of Science and Industry. But I remember taking a church trip to the south side of Chicago for one of our helping people things. And yeah. there was some shady stuff going oh, on yeah. down there. Oh, no, it's, it's totally shady. <laughs> it's, it's so, like, yeah, that's, that's a very crime-ridden area. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're by the aquarium and, the, you know, the, the field museum and that sort of stuff there, yes, that's fine. But oh, oh, that's actually, like, that area, there's a park right there. It's a really dangerous place. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Two blocks away from the aquarium. Okay, then. What are you doing with your microphone right now? Sorry, I was petting the dog. I was like, what is... Was it, was it knocking? Yes. Oops. And it still is. Still is? Well, it was. Oh, uh, no. So, yeah, 1870, your house is on fire. That's great, because... You're fine. You're fine. I mean, your house is on fire. <laughs> Put it out. Yeah, you're not fine. Fine, but... You're not Chicago Fire. No. That's 1871. Yes. So, yeah. Hans, we caught you on that one. Next week's topic. I live in Chicago. It's 1871. My house is on fire. What do you do? Welcome to the party. Yeah, like, well, at least you're not alone. Yeah, 1870? Yep. You're, You're doing okay. Don't worry about it too much. Get the fire put out. But you're you're not gonna you know cause the entire city to burn down. That happens next year. Actually, there you go. That's it's 1870. Your house is burning down. What do you do? Get the hell out of Chicago <laughs> because you're going to experience that again next year. Perfect time for you to just pick up and leave. Get the heck out of Chicago, or get really good insurance. Or build your house out of stone. And asbestos. Oh, asbestos. Never mind. Okay. Are we good? I think we're good. All right. Have fun with your turf and turf. Yay, steak. Mmm, steak. See you all later. That's a wrap. This is episode 370, recorded live on Saturday, July 26th, 2014. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yes. If you had to give up one of your senses, hearing, seeing, feeling, smelling, tasting, which would it be and why? You have to give up a sense. Yes. I am saying feeling is off the table. Okay. Because that that's an actual medical condition where you actually can't feel things. And people like that have serious issues like, you know, accidentally putting their hand on a hot stove 
Yeah, you're you're talking about the uh, congenital insensitivity to pain. Yes, where I can't feel pain, and and feeling pain is something you know that's a that's a, that's a big it's a warning sign. Mechanism. Yeah. We have it for a reason. So I'm saying I I have to have feeling. That must be something I must have. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Um. So feelings off the table: sight, sound, smell, and taste. Yeah. Man, I don't want to. I, I need my sight. I need sight. I I cannot see myself operating as blind. Well, think of how much technology is all visually based, especially right. now. Right. Like all of my hobbies depend on sight. Sound. Okay, so we got seeing and feeling are basically out. So it would be hearing, smelling, and tasting. And smelling and tasting are pretty... They're pretty similar. So yeah, they're I'm pretty hand-in-hand. Actually... Hand. There's a lot of taste is actually the smell. Right. I, all, I think it's between those two. Smelling and tasting and hearing? No, I, I think between smelling and tasting is what I, I'd get rid of. If I get rid of smell, would it have the impact on taste? Yes. If you get rid of smelling, it will have an imp- It will. They, they have proven that. I, no, I know they have proven it. I'm saying in this situation where I'm forced to give up one of my senses. I think smelling would affect your taste. So if you get rid of smelling, you're going to affect your taste. If you get rid of taste, you're still going to be able to smell things. So it, they're both going to affect each other in right. a little bit. See, the, the thing is, both of them have evolved to be such danger senses. Because this thing smells bad. Right. Or, wow, this tastes really bitter. This is actually not good. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say I have no problem giving up hearing, but I now work for a radio station company. So I feel like... I feel like hearing is kind of important. I work for a radio station and I can't hear. Huh. I don't think that would go over all that well I, I think i'd have to give up smell or taste i don't know which one i would say i would give up well, oh man but there's so many delicious tasting food out there i know that's like you would never get to really enjoy a steak at the same time it means that those uh, those like super healthy foods that taste terrible yeah you'd have no problem with yeah yes i'd like some tofu like i will just eat tofu raw just tofu <laughs> I need protein. I will eat the soybeans raw. <laughs> oh, oh, nom, nom. Do I need salt on that? Nope. <laughs> no point. <laughs> God, this is a tough one. I, I think I'd have to go with taste. It's not like I can enjoy a nice cake anyway. <laughs> you can smell and go, oh man, that probably tastes delicious. Yep. But I can't taste it. Yep. What about you? I might have to go that. Oh, I hate to say it because, oh. All the other ones are so essential though. If if for I our, wasn't for our lifestyles, if I okay, if I was doing straight IT work or computer work, I think hearing would be the easiest one to give up because the internet is a visual based medium. Yes, but listening to a computer is a good way to diagnose it. I feel like hearing in a normal life would be the easiest one to taste to give up, but taste. you're still going with taste. Yeah, still going with taste. All right. I would say normally I would give up hearing. I think that'd be the easiest one. The question then becomes, what would you... I can't hear you, Kate. I have my headphones on. What what sense would you like to gain? What sense would I like to gain? Yes. What sense would you like to gain? If you're losing a sense, you get to gain a sense. That that makes no sense. And no, I didn't mean to do a pun of that makes no sense. Okay. But I I, I don't know what you're asking there. Well, like, do you you want the ability to sense... uh, You could think of it like uh, expanding the other senses. So like a spider sense sort of thing? So sure, you could do like proximity um, and that could be done via echolocation or uh, just in innate, you know, there's matter over there. There is there is solid material over there. So it's kind of asking like, what superhero power would you want? Kind of. <laughs> do you want to be able to sense EM fields? 
Do you want to be Daredevil? Do you want to be Spider-Man? Do you want to be Electro? Do you want to be Magneto? I didn't say you could change the field. You can see light. Can you change it? No. You can no, you hear can't sound. Change, but we can't change it. Well, that's what I was just, that's where you seems like your question is going is no, going no, in that no. direction. It, I mean, it is, it would be a superpower in the sense that it's not something people normally have. I feel like better vision for me would be the best. Being Heck, able to if, see like really far away. Heck, at very being high able resolution. to just see without my glasses would be nice. <laughs> yes. That is probably true. Yeah, so. Okay. I think uh, sensing current and EM fields. But how often are you surrounded by EM fields? Very they, often, but yeah. that's, that's just the background noise. <laughs> It'd be a lot... It would be like living your life, to, to change it to another sense, like with hearing a constant buzz in the background. Like living in a city? True. Yeah. Or seeing a, a, a spots in the corner of your eyes all the time, like you've got cataracts. No, it would not be. Well, not cataracts. It's just the cataracts. background noise. I feel like that background noise would get super annoying really quickly. Andy, do you feel your shirt? Now that you brought that up, damn it, Dave. Now that I brought it up, but before I brought it up, did you feel your shirt? No, I didn't feel my shirt. There you go. It's the background noise. Your brain filters it out quite easily. Now I feel my shirt. Damn it, <laughs> damn it Dave. Now I'm focusing on my breathing. Damn it. And now, and now I'm starting to realize every time I blink. <laughs> damn it. Stop it. Okay, we're done. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. This is episode 371, recorded live on Friday, August 1st, 2014. So, um, random topic? Yeah. Okay, random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What wine goes with grilled tribbles? Grilled tribbles. Grilled tribbles. Tribbles being the furry creatures from Star Trek. Yes. The the one episode, Trouble with Tribbles. And the Deep Space Nine episode as well. That was a really good Deep Space Nine episode. I know you don't like Deep Space Nine. That was a really good episode. I... I, I just couldn't get... You were like, yeah, once you get first through the first season, it'll be great. And then I'm thinking, I have to get through the first season. I have to spend 24 hours to even try and get through the first season. There's still good stuff in the first season. <sighs> you don't need to watch it. That's fine. We're actually I have not working watched way th- the original series. Oh, we are actually through the first season of the original series already. We're on the second season. Thank you, yep. Amazon Instant Video. Yep, I I have not watched the original series. I've seen some episodes. I've seen most of the important ones, but I have not watched it. I am actually now so, looking up the Memory Alpha listing for Tribbles to actually see. Are are they actually creatures that have flesh, or are they just little balls of hair? I am I'm loading it up. Hold on. Memory Alpha is taking a little time here. Oh, here we go. History. Da, da, da. Appearances, background, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing about their actual... Their anatomy? Yeah. Well, wait. In, so in, in the, the not wrath of khan into darkness wrath of khan he stabs the tribble with uh, a needle yes all right and injects it with blood so there's some sort of flesh under there yes okay so to me that means that they're going to be like chicken nuggets very furry chicken nuggets so well but you you defer them yes right you're not going to eat them with the fur so if you're grilling a triple you're going to defer it you're going to it's going to be a little ball of meat so what goes what wine gets paired with i I hate to ask this what wine would you pair with chicken nuggets (laughs) there's sommelier is crying out now fast food wine pairings here we go (laughs) 
Wait, is there this an actual is, website? I'm kind of terrified that this exists. It's <laughs> mashable. Uh, there's a wine pairing for onion rings, for pizza rolls, for French fries. There's a wine pairing for Krispy Kreme donuts, for a cheeseburger, for a Doritos Locos taco. Here you go. Chicken nuggets. It's a uh, Arbois Vin Juan, I think is how it's pronounced. Uh is genetically unstable local grape variety. <laughs> wow. Product of a regionally specific ambient yeast, a temperamental and genetically unstable local grape variety, and long laissez-faire aging uh, would be uncanny the fact that fast food not exists but is regularly and properly consumed. Yeah. Vinjuan in Arbois Vinjuan. That would be my answer then. Oh, if and if you're supposed to have a pretzel, then a California Chardonnay is what you pair with it. All right, some places actually gone with the anatomy of a triple. We're gonna see if I can do triple and chicken. See if that's a right. A Lambrusco for a cheeseburger. Wine and food matcher. Chicken nuggets. Found thirteen wines to pair with chicken nuggets. A Bordeaux. Uh, yeah, basically Bordeaux's. Looks like it. A lot of French wine is what you pair with a chicken nugget. That's kind of what I got. I'm just sitting here now looking at the anatomy of a triple. It's pretty much... What is the anatomy of a triple? Well, we got mouth, lung, brain, heart, kidney, esophagus, liver, stomach, intestines, and the rest of it is all sexual organs. Because, as according to Spock, they do two things. Eat and reproduce. And they perform both of these functions exceptionally well. Tiny brain! Yeah, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of... uh... All right, now here's the question for you, though. Um, yeah, the guy who wrote the Troubles with Tribbles episode said Kept that he— the license for the Tribble. Well, no, he was he was telling the rabbits in Australia story, so maybe they taste like rabbit. Maybe it's some sort of, like, wild gamey taste. Oh, that's that's potential. So what do you pair with rabbit? Rabbit, maybe squirrel, something along those lines. I mean, you, you need to—all right, well, let's, let's, let's take a look. Uh, oh, there's some really good rabbit recipes. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, forget forget your chicken nuggets. We'll just go jack with rabbit nuts. salad, grilled rabbit over radicchio, rabbit confit cannellini with sweet English peas, morel mushrooms, and black winter truffle sauce. What? <laughs> Can I get? Oh God, they have a recipe. Ingredients: one whole rabbit, <laughs> one bottle white wine, four cloves of garlic, four shallots, uh, a pound of onions, a pound of mushrooms, a cup of water, another pound of mushrooms, pound of shucked English peas, two tablespoons butter, eight fresh square pasta sheets, and kosher salt. There's no way in hell I'm shucking an entire pound of peas. You buy it shucked. True. So yeah, I'm going to say it's probably some sort of something that would go with rabbit. Okay. So that's my answer. Sure. And you I kind of like the idea of chicken nuggets. Yeah, okay. You're going to go with chicken nuggets. I'm going to go with something that goes with rabbit, and we'll leave it at that. Okay. Sound like a plan? I think so. that everything? Yes, that is everything. Thank God. We're out of here. That's a wrap. Oh, thank God. This is episode 372, recorded live on Sunday, August 10th, 2014. All right, moving on. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. And this is an odd one. All right. Hello, my name is Pete, and I work in a button factory. We all know this thing. One day, my boss said to me, hey, Pete, are you busy? I said, no. So he told me, Pete, push that button with the right elbow. Okay, so we all got that right? Except it's Pete Then it Joe. takes a left turn off a... Yeah. Well, oh, you're right. So, yeah, hello, my name is Joe, and I work in a button factory. Okay, but this one, he said Pete in here, so I got I go with Pete. So that's the normal thing. So you got, like, the elbows and your knees and your heads and everything. And by the time you're done, you're all dizzy and you feel like throwing up. His question, though, takes a left turn after the right elbow and says, was this a good time to tell him I was sleeping with his wife? I'm going with no. 
I too am going with no. Oh, that was quick. I feel like this is him trying to be Monty Python. Unfortunately, the answer is just so easy. There's really not much to talk about. Did you watch any of the, the Monty Python final shows? Or no, no, I never got into the, the fine circus. Because I feel like this would be something that Monty Python would do. It's just you, you think it's going one way and all of a sudden it just turns 90 degrees and goes, I'm sleeping with his wife. Yeah, that's never a good idea. No, no, it's not. That could get you killed. Yes, it could. So yeah, Hans, uh, I'm not sure what you were trying to do with this random topic, but the the answer is uh, no. The other question this raises is, why are you sleeping with his wife? And what kind of buttons are is the factory about? Is it a factory that makes buttons that you push, buttons that you wear? Do you have to push these buttons to make buttons? And why wouldn't you get a better ergonomic uh, situation than hitting it with your elbows? And your knees and your heads. Like, who pushes a button with the head? I mean, come on. I think you need to talk to your union reps. I feel like this is an OSHA violation is what this is. So there we go. We took that question and did another left turn with it into something else. Sure. Sure. Just nod your head and smile, which is an audio podcast. We can't tell. Anyway, I'm guessing this is the end of the show. So, Brian, thank you very much for uh, standing in. No problem. I'm sorry I didn't fight more. I should have been more Dave-like, but it's early. It's not that early, but for Dave, it it's early for early. me too. Unlike you, I, I don't get up really, really early on the weekends. I don't want to get up early. I almost slept in today, but I'm like, nope i i got I got to run, and then Brian's recording. I set up this time. I must do it. And so here it is. Here it was. Here it shall be. Something. I don't know. I guess that's a wrap. I think so. Too. This is episode 373, recorded live on Saturday, August 16th, 2014. Okay, random topic rolled ahead of time. Shaving, which I just did yesterday. Yeah, I shave once every other week, maybe. But I don't know. It, it doesn't look terrible when it grows in for me, so I really only shave when it gets annoying. I'm a mountain man. I don't shave. You also have very little facial hair. Sure. If you don't shave and you don't have a beard, you don't have a lot of facial hair. No, I have to agree with that one. So I trim, but that's not shaving. Wait, no. What do you mean you trim? If you re- I ta- if you reduce the amount of hair on your face, that is shaving. No, it's not. See, this is where I would completely disagree. So are you saying when you go get your hair cut, you're, uh, you basically are getting your hair shaved? I think he's got us on this one. Because I think shaving for me means that you go all the way down to the skin. And I don't do that. No, yeah, because then you, cause you, you, you can buy a, a razor blade for shaving, and then you also have that beard trimmer attachment. It's not yeah. called a beard shaver. Yeah, it's not a beard shaver, it's a beard trimmer. So he might have a point on that one, but still, it's so... I still feel like that even if you're trimming, that goes under the umbrella of shaving. I would argue shaving is under the umbrella of trimming. Of manscaping? I'm not sure I think I'd like that word. You've never heard of manscaping before? I have. I've heard of it plenty of times. I just don't know if I like it. It's very close to mansplaining to me, which has recently just been uh, entered into Webster. Uh... You've never heard of mansplaining? No. No, no, I haven't. Um, it's basically what feminists uh, term... Any explanation that men do to try to explain anti-feminist behavior. All right, I'm staying away from that. So, going back to shaving, Andy, do you use straight razors or electric? 
I use uh, straight razors. I used to have the the Mach 3, and then I switched to the Dollar Shave Club, and then when I realized I could actually just buy the Dollar Shave Club razors in bulk and save even more, I have a bunch of those now. Gotcha. Yeah, I just go with Electra just because it's easier and faster, even though it's not quite as good of a shave. I feel like it's like slightly painful because you're kind of like rubbing that your skin is all just... That's why I only trim. It's easy. Don't have to do it very often. Well, neither do I, but I mean, there are times where, you know, after I shave, it looks like I've, you know, gone back in time five years. I have shaved with the straight razor a few times, and I just find it annoying. Whereas with the electric razor, I can just kind of, you know, just dive right in and go for it, whatever. It's not. You see, I find it the exact opposite way. I find the electric shaver annoying. It's one of those things where it's. If I'll use it if I need to, but I'd rather straight razor shave than do it the other way. Yeah, so it, it very much comes down to a personal preference thing. Yeah, I can go about three to four days, maybe longer without shaving, five or six. But at that point, Kate starts to like shy away from me because <laughs> she does not like the facial hair. Gotcha. So that's a good indicator of maybe I should shave. But if I come in to like kiss her on the cheek and then she does that slightly leaning away from me. See, the other thing is, you know, how evenly does it come in and how terrible does it look if you don't shave? I don't think it looks that terrible on me, but I'd I'd have to get an outside opinion on that one. I've never seen you with enough facial hair to know. The last time I had a serious amount of facial hair was when I was working at the summer camp because there wasn't really any hot water to shave. And so I didn't really shave until Kate was showing up and then I would shave all that I had off there. But that one was starting to actually really get to there. But even then, I the, the neck stuff really starts to get with me because I'm normally like looking down at my laptop screen. And so I my chin hair starts to rub against the rest of my neck and then it feels weird. I can see that. For me, the indicator is usually when my the hair around my mouth starts to curl in and get in there when I try and eat. Yeah, eating your own hair is not very tasty. No, it really isn't. And since it's like hair at the corner of my mouth, like, you know, it, it's just really irritating if it gets pulled at all. So that's the indicator for me. And if it gets to that, then I'm just like, ah, screw it and shave everything off there. Okay, my left-handed, or my left-field question. Have you ever thought about shaving your head? Yes. Yeah, I probably would never do it. I'm getting closer and closer as I keep losing hair. Oh, you're going to go for a Bruce Willis? Yep, eventually. See, I used to have the really long hair, and then just going to what I have now was a huge enough change. That's true. I just feel like at some point, right before summer, I'm just going to shave all my hair and just let it just grow for the summer. You're going to do what Steve Baker used to do? Just shave your head once a year, and other than that, don't touch it? No, because that would get super annoying really quickly. He had a lot of fun on that shaving day, too, because he would like shave it to look like different things, take pictures, like make himself look into it like a clown. Oh, yeah. Forgot that both you guys live right next to the Bakers. Used to. Used to live next to the Bakers. Enough that we grew up with. Yeah. Dave was over there, too. He didn't really spend a lot of time at the Bakers, though. He was too busy on his computers, his giant bank of computers. The land parties in his basement, oh... Where I would get absolutely schooled at StarCraft. You and me both, boy. You and me both. I'd love to have a LAN party with everybody again, but I don't think we could agree on enough games. Probably not. I am the only one we can ever seem to get any kind of universal acceptance on as TF2. Or Civ. Yeah. Or, or Civ, that's true. Yeah, and even then, each one of those has a few exceptions. Like, Andy doesn't get in on Terraria, Beth doesn't do Civ. Yeah, maybe someday we'll find a game everybody likes. Probably not. Yeah, when we do, it'll only support four people. Well, I 
I'm guessing from our lack of shaving talk now that we're probably reached the end of this. I think yeah, so. probably. All right, I'm now going to go and get changed, and so I can head in and pull apart cabinets and such. Sounds like fun. Have fun with that. I need to shower before I go play games all day. But you'll be back for the book club, right? Nope. You didn't read it. No. Oh, boo. I did not read it, and the game thing goes, let's see, it starts in about 20 minutes, but I'm probably not going to get there until 3 or so whenever I get the car, but it goes to like 1 a.m. Ah, okay then. But it's probably going to be significantly smaller this week, considering Gen Con is happening right now. Is it a weekly thing? A monthly thing? Monthly. It's a monthly thing, and they planned at the same time as Gen Con, really? Uh, it was, he tried to switch it to next week, but it turns out the common room that they rent out was unavailable. Ah, okay. So he had to switch it back to this week. All right. Cause it, it's an automated, like every third Saturday or something. And he was like, uh, maybe I'll switch it this time. Oh wait, no, I can't. Oh, well. All right. Well, Brian, Brendan, thank you very much for uh, popping in, especially at the last no minute. No problem. Yeah. And I guess that's a wrap. Guess so. Take it easy. This is episode 374, recorded live on Sunday, August 24th, 2014. All right, random topic. Random topic. Hans brought this one up. Of course. Here it is. Plastic. Yeah, yeah. Plastic pink flamingos wearing purple tunics, dancing on Dave's head, singing, I don't want your millions, mister. I'm glad that they do not want my millions. That implies I have millions. I, I want to know what the song this is. I want to know what Hans was smoking. <laughs> I don't want your millions, mister. Here we go. It's a Woody Guthrie song. All right. Also done by Jim Garland. All right. So this is Smithsonian Folkways. Oh, this might be actually be public domain. I could actually play this song as our outro. Maybe. I, I don't know where to start with that one because they're plastic pink flamingos, but somehow they're dancing, which means they're animated somehow. They could be animatronic. Could be. Yeah, I can't see. I, I can't. I, I, I just don't. I can't. No. I, like, I don't know where he's going with it. I, I don't know either. It's it, it makes no sense. Like, where where are we supposed to go with this? I don't know. Because they're pink flamingos. They're wearing purple tunics, which means somebody had to dress up these plastic pink flamingos. They are dancing on my head. Which means how many plastic pink flamingos are there? How big are they? I, I don't know. Are, how there painful are is this? This does not sound fun. Especially since the pink flamingos are supposed to be like lawn ornaments, so they don't really have feet. They just have those... They have metal poles. Yeah. No, not unless David's wearing a helmet. How did we get into this situation? (laughs) Hans. Did we stumble upon these pink flamingos? Andy, we stumbled into this situation because Aaron Hansowitz. (laughs) Yes, just because Hans. Just because... It's like saying a wizard did it. It's, it's wow. That's I, I, I don't know what to say to that. It's just okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Past plastic pink flamingos wearing purple tunics dancing on Dave's head singing. I don't want your millions, Mister. That okay? Because because just because I don't think there's anywhere we can go with that. Well, okay. I like. I I guess that's it then. Yep. That that's it. All right. I guess that's a wrap. <laughs> Aaron. This is episode 376, recorded live on September 6th, 2014. Random so, topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Oh, Hans. Uh-oh. Would you rather have sugar in your car's gasoline, or do you prefer oregano? Okay. Uh, that's actually an easy answer. Okay. What would you do? That's not my answer. I have my answer, but what would you do? 
Okay, if you put sugar in your gas tank, the sugar is going to not not entirely dissolve. I forgot what exactly what sugar does in water, but supposedly it dissolves. It, mu- it becomes a suspension. Yes, but that's not what happens with sugar and gasoline. I no, I haven't tried sugar and gasoline, so I'm not sure what happens. You, you don't know what happens with sugar and gasoline? I know it supposedly just completely borks your engine. It it turns the gasoline into like a semi solid jelly. Oh, well, that's bad. Yeah, and once it happens, you're screwed yeah yeah you would be so i'd go with the oregano because you could potentially pump that out i mean it it might like clog the uh the valves but you could you could potentially clean that out much easier than the gelatinous gasoline all right hold on i'm pulling up the snopes about sugar and gasoline because my guess is they get this asked a lot it's still loading it says false. Oh, wow. The How Stuff Works website says, okay, so sugar and gasoline is false. If you really wanted to piss somebody off, what would you do? Turns out water. Oh, God. Because gasoline is lighter than water. So you pour... Oh, because the intake is on the bottom. Yes, the intake is on the bottom of the gas tank. So you pour like a gallon or so of water in their gas tank. And, and then they'd be hosed. Water into the engine. Yes. Which does not combust. Yeah, you know what else water doesn't do? <laughs> compress all that well? It doesn't compress. <laughs> so it would take a, a couple cycles, but if you think about the four stroke, right, when it sucks in the water, it would still suck in water vapor. Yes. Because there's a, a vaporizer that mists it into there. Yes, that's the part of the carburetor or fuel but then injector. It would, but then it would compress. It would not explode. Nope. Uh, and, I mean, right there it would kind of stop, right? Pretty much. You you might get some exhaust. Because if it's, if it's not exploding, well, if it's not exploding, it can't push the engine to the next cycle. Yeah, pr- you'd, get, you'd get some residual from the other cylinders with the gasoline. Which are also filled with water now. Yes, but still, you'd have a couple of residual pumps okay. due to the so, crankshaft. Okay, so even even in that case, so it, it, it compresses, it doesn't explode, but let's say it, it gets to the next stroke anyway, uh, so it expands again, pushing the other ones, and it, it tries to eject the, the remainder, but the, it's all water. Yeah. It's going to be, like, condensing on the sides, and so then it expands again and pulls in more water, and yeah, just that, that would not be good. No, so yeah, car- sugar in the gas tank, that does nothing. Water in the well, gas tank, I don't know. Then- Nothing, but... Well, according to the Snopes, then somebody did a test about this thing, and then uh, after the undissolved particles were removed, the liquid's radiation level was measured to determine how much sucrose had begun part of the gasoline. The answer was uh, extremely little, uh, less than a teaspoon per 15-gallon tank of gas. So, yeah, it doesn't really mix all that well. It would just literally just settle on the bottom of the gas tank. So maybe you might get some clogging in the fuel filter with sugar. sugar will not dissolve in gasoline. It will not pass through the fuel filter. I was lied to. Everybody was lied to. I always thought it was sugar in the gasoline actually did that, but no. Oh, so yeah, so sugar and oregano are basically going <laughs> to wow. do the same thing, which is clog your fuel filter. Andy. Yeah? Mythbusters did it. A car engine will be destroyed when sugar is put into the fuel tank. Busted. The engine ran even better than without the sugar. <laughs> that's, I, I don't know how that's possible, but... It could act as a filter. Could be, yeah. An additional filter. Okay, well then. So, the, the, the fight between sugar or oregano in your gas tank... I, sugar. Screw it. I go back to it. Sugar. I think sugar would be cheaper than oregano, so... Well, I mean, neither one will get through the filter then. No, neither one would. So oregano would float? True. You get some fresh oregano, maybe it will float on top and you don't have to worry about it? Uh, just screw it. Sugar. All right. Your sugar will sink, my oregano will float. Either one doesn't matter. 
Yeah. But whatever you do, water is a no-no. I think that's it. That's that's just random topic in a nutshell. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Well then, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.